Keeping Realty is available Wednesday of each week, produced by Gabriella DeAngelis. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the views or positions of any entities they represent. Coldwell Banker Realty is owned by a subsidiary of Anywhere Advisors, LLC. Coldwell Banker is a registered service mark owned by Coldwell Banker Real Estate, LLC. Let me guess. You're scrolling on Zillow or Realtor.com every single night looking at all these homes and you want to do it, but you're not ready to put your foot down. Maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe you're sick of building your landlord's wealth and want to start building your own wealth. Maybe you want to personalize and decorate and renovate your living space to suit your own taste and style. Who wouldn't? Well, in this episode, we're going to discuss the exciting and sometimes overwhelming process of buying your first home. We'll cover how to prepare yourself so that you have the best chance of beating this market. We'll talk about important steps to take prior to buying your first home. And then we'll get into the step-by-step process of becoming a homeowner, from finding the perfect home to closing the deal. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or maybe just looking to refresh your knowledge, this episode will provide you with valuable insights and practical advice. So let's jump right into it. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Keeping It Realty. If you're new here, I am a realtor at Caldwell Banker in Northern Kentucky. I specialize in first-time homebuyers, so this episode is going to be my favorite one to record by far. I love working with first-time homebuyers because it is such a big investment and decision that you're going to be making in life, essentially one of the biggest decisions and investments. And helping them throughout the way and getting them to the closing table and getting to hand them the keys to their first home where they're going to build all these new memories, maybe even have their first kid in, whatever it may be, is just so exciting and rewarding and such a big accomplishment as a buyer to be able to buy a home. It is not easy. Like I just said, as exciting and happy and just so rewarding of a process that it is. It is not easy. It can be very overwhelming. It can be very stressful. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it does not take effort because it does, but I can tell you that it is so worth it. So let's get into a few things to do to prepare when you are in the early stages. When I say early stages, I mean you're scrolling on Zillow, you haven't talked to a lender, you haven't talked to an agent, but you know that you want to buy a house and maybe you have good credit. So you just probably want to know more. So we're going to get into that. The housing market right now is competitive, always is, but it's especially competitive when you're dealing with homes that are affordable and priced in the middle range area. And you're probably wondering, like, how do you get ahead of that? How do you get the one that you want? And the really the only answer is being prepared. The earlier you can get started is the better. The most prepared buyers are the ones that normally have the best chance at beating the competition and getting an accepted offer versus the other five offers who maybe started a little bit late and didn't get to do the things that somebody who started months ago before buying are at. A big thing that you should do is check your credit. Get ahead of your credit and your debt and your savings so that when it comes time to getting pre-approved, you'll have a bigger budget for when you do find the one you love. If you want to know what your credit is or wanting your credit report, I know that you're entitled to one free one a year on annualcreditreport.com. So if you're interested, you can go check it out there. Maybe that's a good way to kind of figure out what you need to do in order to improve it or whatever. Number two, save for a down payment in the expenses that come with buying a home. Unless you're qualified for a VA or USDA loan, you will need to make a down payment unless you have like a gift from a family member or whatever. But chances are you're going to have to have money for a down payment, money for closing costs, money for expenses like appraisal, inspection, taxes, 
insurance, whatever that may be, you're going to need some extra savings. Number three, if you're just sitting around and you're wanting to buy a home and you're wanting to do things, pay off your debt, which will lower your debt to income ratio. And that is what mortgage lenders use to see how big of a house payment that you can afford. Whether that's paying off a little bit of your car loan, your student loans, your credit card loans, whatever that may be, it will help you a lot. Make sure that you are prepared for the responsibility. As a homeowner, you're in charge of the upkeep of your property, fixing anything that breaks, which would include daily and weekly and monthly and yearly maintenance that is inside and outside of the home. You don't need to be somebody who's good at everything and a handyman. However, you do need to be a problem solver and make sure that you're staying ahead of the issues before they become bigger problems. You don't want to let something go and have some issue that is going to cost you a lot more if you don't take care of it now. So being responsible and making sure you're ready is very important. The last one, which is more exciting, I would say, is determining what you want and need in a home. Because There are so many factors that come into buying a house, whether it's the type of house, condo, townhouse, ranch, single family, maybe it's the amount of bedrooms or the community or the school district. I could go on and on, but you have to think long term. Lastly, I just want to say that, as we all know, buying a house is a huge decision and a lot of people are anxious, which is totally understanding. It's so exciting and they just want to get to their home and they want to do what they want to do, but you shouldn't rush it because some buyers will act too quickly and end up skipping very important steps like a home inspection or shopping for rates. Um, There are a lot of other things that you want to avoid when buying a home. So with all of that being said, let's get into the actual process of buying a home, which is so exciting. So let's get right into it. So I will say that sometimes you either find your agent first and then your agent will recommend lenders to you and then you can decide which one you want. If you have a lender first and they'll recommend you an agent, however it is. Um, But the first thing you're going to want to do is get pre-approved. If you don't know, pre-approval is a letter from a lender saying that they've evaluated your finances and they are willing to lend you the money. When you go to get pre-approved, majority of the times the application is online. It probably will take you 10 to 15 minutes And the primary documents are your tax returns, the copies of W-2s or 1099s if you're an independent contractor or self-employed, your payroll stubs, your bank statements, your loan obligations like student and auto loans and credit cards, all that. So after you get pre-approved, then you will want to find an agent. If you are wanting to go solo with your home search, that is fine. However, you are putting yourself at a major disadvantage. Having somebody who is professional and an expert in real estate and knows the ins and outs of the local housing market, including how much homes are really worth and knowing about new houses before they come on the market is such an advantage to you, especially when it's no cost to you at all. Why would you not want somebody to represent you in the process of buying a home? It would only make it easier for you. So the next thing is knowing what you want, telling your agent your needs and your preferences, So once your agent knows exactly what you want, she'll set you up on a subscription, most likely, at least that's what I would do, and to where anytime that a home comes on the market that is in your preference, you will be notified and get an email to the listing. And then you can go check it out. If you want to go see it, just let your agent know, hey, I would really like to go see this house. Can we go see it whenever you're available? So once we have found the one, then we will work together to make an offer that We both think the seller would accept in whatever you're comfortable with. I will give you my insight on what I think you should offer. 
And if you're comfortable with that, I will write up the offer and send it to the agent. One thing that I think is really important to keep in mind when you are making an offer with your agent is that there are a lot of other things that go into a contract other than the purchase price. That could be the closing date, the home inspection, the fixtures or appliances that are included in the sale, financing, who's responsible for closing costs, inspection, appraisal. There are a lot of other things that go into it other than the price. There are a lot of factors that influence the market value of a home. For example, how long the home has been on the market? Has the price been reduced? How much is the home worth with comparables doing a CMA and seeing what has sold recently? Um, Are there multiple offers? Why is the seller selling her home? Whatever it may be. So once the offer is written, then I will send it to the seller's agent. And at that point, the seller can accept your offer, reject it, or counter it. And that is when the negotiation process will start. So once you guys have negotiated back and forth and you come to a final agreement, you will then go into the process of ordering your home inspection, having the appraisal, the title search, all of that kind of stuff. So we're going to go into that. So once you have an accepted offer within 48 hours, I would say we need your earnest money check. And the earnest money is also known as good faith money that basically just shows that you're a serious buyer. Typically is $1,000 to $2,000. It just depends on the home price. The seller doesn't pocket the money though. The earnest money check is held in an escrow account and it is returned to you at the closing or applied to like your closing costs or your down payment or whatever. So we're going to recap really fast. You get a lender, then you find your agent, then you determine your wants and your needs Then you go and look at properties, then you submit an offer, you negotiate, and now you're at the part where you're putting your money down to show that you're serious, and now you're going to order the inspection, and your lender is going to order the appraisal, and the title search begins. So right now, we are at the home inspection, which is normally takes place anytime you have an accepted contract, usually within a few days. So most sales are contingent on the results of a home inspection. It is paid for by the buyer. The inspection typically occurs within five days of offer acceptance. And at the end of the inspection, he will give you a report. So what inspectors look for and will do while they're at the home that we're under contract on is look through the walls, windows, floorboards, plumbing, major appliances, the HVAC system, electrical systems and wiring, um, bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchen, basement, attic, roof, all things like that. So once we get that report back, we basically look through it and you can determine what you would like to be repaired. That's when you negotiate through that part where you'll say, I want this and this and this done. And the seller may come back and say, no, we're only willing to fix this. It really just depends on the seller and what you're asking to be fixed. One thing I want to mention is that in an inspection, it is their job to literally put down every single defect that is wrong with the house. Um, Like a loose toilet is always on there. The seller is not going to go through and fix everything on an inspection report. They're like 50 pages long. So you can always... There's like three categories, either fix it yourself, it's not a big deal, but it should be fixed or ask the seller to fix the issue, meaning it's kind of a big deal, but not enough to like, you know, ruin the deal. And three would be to ask to lower the purchase price or you can back out of the deal, which means it's something seriously wrong with the house. 
I will say that it is also your responsibility to schedule the home inspection. Obviously, your agent's there to recommend any inspectors that she prefers or she can help you schedule it if needed. Um, but it is your job to pay the inspection as well as schedule it. So some common contingencies really quickly are the home inspection. The home has to pass a inspection. Mortgage, the buyer has to secure a mortgage loan. Um, the appraisal, the home's appraised value must be at or above the sale price. And title contingency, the title of the home must not be in dispute. And the home sale contingency, the buyer has to sell his or her house before the sale's final. That is a common contingency. And I should probably explain what a contingency is, but it is certain conditions that must be met in order to close on the home. So if they're not met, the buyer is allowed to back out without losing the earnest money. In a seller's market, buyers will waive contingencies to make their offer more attractive. Um, but when it comes to like inspection contingencies and stuff like that, as a first-time home buyer, it is very important that you don't do that. And honestly, not even as a first-time home buyer, really any buyer should not waive an inspection. However, if you want the home, do it. You can always get an inspection once you close. However, I don't recommend it. Like I said, I would not recommend that. But in a seller's market where you're in multiple offers, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So an appraisal is an unbiased opinion of the market value of your home. And the appraisal value is based on whatever the appraisal's analysis of the property's condition and the similar home sales, also known as comps, that what they look at in comparable sales. Um, they happen after initial offer is accepted and one of the first step towards closing the sale. So once your appraisal happens, then if it goes good and everything, then usually it's smooth sailing to the closing. Lastly, I want to just say that when you're applying for a loan, be careful not to do anything that will change the way your lender is going to look at your application, um, making big purchases, changing your income. So a few things would be buying a car, take on more student loans, take out a new credit card, co-sign for somebody, max out your credit card to buy furniture for your new home. Forget about those things while you're in the process because you don't want to wreck your pre-approval. The smallest things can really affect it, like we talked about in the last episode with Mark. So the title company is basically a third party that ensures that there are no liens or anything wrong or money owed on the property so that when the title is transferred from one owner to another, it is smooth. A lien is a legal hold or like a claim on a home as security for a debt or like a charge. So they just have to make sure that that is all paid before that the title is transferred. Wow. Okay. So there's more and like literally I could talk about this all day, but I don't want to annoy you guys. So we're going to stop there. I've linked below all my social media and please, please, please let me know anything you want me to talk about, any questions you have, topics you would like me to talk about. If you are wanting to start the process and you're in Kentucky, um, feel free to let me know and I'm happy to work with you and get you started. So yeah, thank you for listening. Love you. Bye.